This is Hammett. And Jessica. And you're listening to the Friendly Atheist Podcast. If you like what you're listening to, please go to patreon.com slash friendly atheist podcast. If you give $5 a month, you get ad-free episodes. And let me start off by thanking some of those Patreon donors. Uh, They include Belaz, Chris J, Zach U, Kevin S, Alexis P, David K, Andrew G and Satanic Nightjar, which is the name that showed up in my email. Satanic Nightjar. (laughs) Um, I arranged the people mowing our uh, our little neighborhood to come right as we started to record. Is that a a gift that you wanted? If anyone wants to give, like, I don't know, a $25,000 Patreon gift, well, just buy a studio. (laughs) It would be easier. It would be so good. We don't have to worry about dogs. How was your trip out to outside of your home? So much fun. Um, I want to thank especially, um, we had, like, I don't know, probably 10 people show up uh, who listened to the podcast. They met... Me and a couple of my uh, friends, my husband. Um, I want to especially thank um, Angie, who uh, a helped me set this up, and it was her idea to do a meetup. And also, she came with us to karaoke afterwards, as did um, a couple other people. But she stayed till the bitter end, and she wow. she saw some shit. <laughs> My voice was shot for, like, it, my voice is still not recovered from that night. Um, I also want to thank um, uh, Zach, who brought me a gift, and I'm showing it to heaven right now. It's it is a, a book. It's a book. It's called Dinosaurs Unleashed, Second Edition, The True Story About Dinosaurs and Humans. Oh, no. Guess what it's about. Is that Are they saying they live together? You bet you have it. Oh, my God. They sure did. Uh, and so this is a little book that's about, um, it's big, so I'm trying to, heart, yeah. <laughs> trying to hold it without that looks, I mean, that's a straight up, that's a lot of words for a creationist book. No, it's true. There's some really good, like, imagery, like this... A picture of some humans giving a triceratops a a bath. Oh, my God. You know, like they did for sure. Um, It's by Kyle Butt and Eric Lyons. Um, So it's very good. We read most of it at the table at the brewery. What's the sticker on the front of the book? Second edition. Because they updated their... They're not updating the science. Yeah, unclear what they updated. Wait, does that say two million? No, it says second edition. I thought it said two million sold. I'm like, no. no. God, can you imagine? Second edition. But yeah, I'm very curious now what they updated because... Well, uh, on the back, there is a Bible verse, Job 12, 7... They Job didn't 12, update the verses Bible 7 verse. to 10. But you ask the beasts, and they will teach you, the birds of the heavens, and they will tell you, who among <laughs> all these does not know that the hand of the Lord has done this? In his, in his hand is the life of every living thing and the breath of all mankind. I'm not sure how that proves dinosaurs lived with humans, yeah. but they seem confident about it. <laughs> when was that book written? I want to know the copyright date. Oh, my God. Well, first of all, if you look at the back, do you see these guys? They look like they're 20. The guys who wrote Which it. Which really is how I like my science delivered by people who have nothing more than like white guys in polos, science polos, shirts. Yes. Yeah, let's check out a. Uh, the weird thing is they appear to be in a natural history museum. Yeah, for they're their posing next to a thing, like a dinosaur thing. Let's see. Um, it was published by the AP, the Associated Press. No, no, Apologetics Press, centered <laughs> uh, Montgomery, Alabama. Uh-huh. First edition, 2004. Uh-huh. Second edition, 2008. This is a 2016 printing that I'm holding oh, in my wow. hands. Um, anyway, I'm <sighs> obsessed with it. It's just, it was just such a nice gift. And he wanted me to do like a bonus episode where I just read through it, which isn't <laughs> like make a, a dr- make a drinking game out of it or something, which seems <laughs> actually super fun. No, I would be dead on the floor pretty quickly. Anyway, the, it was genuinely so much fun. I got to talk to a lot of cool, fun people. And I think somebody brought a dog, but I don't remember if that was with our group or if it was just a dog I was petting. <laughs> Who knows what happens in a karaoke room. Oh, boy. It was super fun. Um, so we're doing another one in um, Denver when my uh, when Mikey and I drive out with our big dumb dog. Um, so the 5th at 5 p.m. at Arvada uh, near um, near uh, Denver. It's called Someplace Out Brewery. We get f- 
6 p.m. I don't know. Everything. It doesn't matter. I'm going to I'll do some things online and you guys will have better things. Because I'm just sure I'm going to say the wrong time and just fuck everything up. I'm yeah, very worried about that. Just get it down. That. We'll figure it out from there. We'll post yeah. it when we know. Yeah, anyway. So while we're talking about creationism, maybe I'll just start with that. Because sure. this weekend, the Creation Museum celebrated its fifth anniversary. Which it's only five years old? It's only five years old. The Creation which, Museum? Which for them is like half the universe. So like <laughs> I'm sure it feels like forever. I would have sworn it was at least 10 years old. I would have it's sworn up and down. It's been in the works for that long. But yeah, it technically opened five years ago. <laughs> but... Um, one of the things that happens when you do that is it's a chance for like free publicity. So Ken Ham is trying to drum up whatever he can. I should say I'm, I don't care. I'm not even talking about the attendance. They're Wait, not does quite... Ken Ham own the Creation Museum and Ark Encounter? Yeah. Yep. Boy, oh boy, it's diversified its portfolio. Twin huh? tourism. <laughs> well, they're trying to. Um, <laughs> their attendance isn't quite what it was in 2019. Oh, why did anything happen? It, it'll get there. Like, <laughs> of course, it went down. Uh, Last year, but like it's not quite back up to where it was, uh, but he's trying to get it there and then some. But anyway, in one of the articles, and there's so much positive press that he gets for sure. this place. One of the things he mentioned by mainstream is, media sources, um, mainstream slash local Kentucky oh, news sure. sources. Um, so, so they only talk about look, it's driving people, it's driving business. It, people are coming to, to Kentucky and Williamstown and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So he says, one of the things I'm going to be doing in the next few years is like he's trying to build new attractions to draw people to the, to the Ark Encounter. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, like we joke, but it's not really a joke. They're not updating the science because right. there was none to begin with. It doesn't demand return visitors. Right. It doesn't. If you've seen the Creation Museum once, right. you're done. There's nothing. They'll find a new way to shine a shit, but they're not going to give you anything new because, like, it's set in stone. Right. So. Literally. At Ark Encounter, what they've done is, like, here we have a zip line or here's a little mini petting zoo. It's stuff that's tangential to Ark Encounter. A dinosaur Encounter. petting zoo? <laughs> they might as well. Um <laughs> But it's it's all side stuff. It's it's not the thing that's drawing anyone there, I would imagine. Right. So his new attempt at doing something is he says within three years, they're going to start working on a replica of the Tower of Babel. And if you aren't familiar with the Bible story, mm-hmm. the Tower of Babel is basically you had all these people who wanted to reach heaven, mm-hmm. literally. Mm-hmm. So they started building a tower to get up there. And at the time, the whole human race spoke the same language and everything what like language that. What language is that? Uh, I assume English. <laughs> and God was so upset about that uh-huh. they were tr- like, I don't know, is it not a faith thing? You're mm-hmm. trying to see me? No. So basically, he destroys the tower and makes... Actually, no, before he destroys the tower, he forces them all to speak different languages, Mm -hmm. which is the origin of different languages. And Mm -hmm. he scatters people across the the flat earth or whatever they believe. (laughs) And and that's how we got different languages and races and things like that. And races. And races. Um, and so impactful tower. (laughs) So that's the tower of Babel and like no one could understand each other. So they cannot continue building the tower. And it's a dumb myth that existed long before they wrote the Bible. But again, as with everything in the Bible, but that's what he's trying to build, like a version of the tower of Babel to give him a new way to tell an old story. That's the thing. And he's been talking about this, by the way, since the Ark Encounter opened. So the moral of the story of the Tower of Babel is they got too close to God and God punished them. And he's like, I'm not sure what the actual moral is. (laughs) It it may very well be you should just have faith. Um, But also it shows it's trying to explain. Mm, I think it's more of an Icarus myth. Yeah. You got too close. Yeah, exactly. Destroy you. Um, But here's how Ken Ham put it. Uh, in a press release, the new attraction will, quote, tackle the racism issue by helping visitors, quote, understand how genetics research and the Bible confirm the origin of all people groups around the world. People groups. Eh. I think if I give him the best uh, spin on this, I think his argument is, look, we used to be one race uh-huh. and then we were separated because uh-huh. of the folly of man. Sure. And racism is wrong because, look, we used to be all the same and we used to uh, say the same language. And so we shouldn't be racist because God didn't want us to be racist. Something like that. His mm. end product is racism is wrong. 
Which, which all I right, good. Guess I can but get there. His the way he has been talking about the topic for years doesn't give me any hope that this uh, this project of his will help in that regard because his whole thing is race doesn't exist. Oh, are you complaining about racism? Well, you shouldn't. Because God. I mean, here's uh, um, I don't think I understand his logic. Racism, abortion, gay marriage are all symptoms of a disease called sin. Racism and other moral issues need to be dealt with as spiritual issues. As in, if you have Jesus in your life, you wouldn't be a racist. Mm. Not understanding that a whole bunch of racists. (laughs) Counterpoint, white evangelical Christians. Um, (laughs) Here's another tweet. Legislation and laws won't ultimately solve racism when it's a spiritual issue. So let's not even try, you know? Well, you know, that's funny because that's how I feel about abortion issues. (laughs) And yet we're somehow on different sides of that same equation and this is a more recent tweet and this gets to the heart of like what he thinks about race we all need to be reminded that racism is not a skin issue it's a sin issue all i hate when they rhyme all have the same basic skin color from the main brown pigment melanin there are no truly white or black people all are shades of brown we are all one race one family all descendants of adam Oh, I mean, again, okay. if you want to argue we all descended from one dude, therefore we're all kind of all just the same color, it's wrong, but okay. But the argument there is Black Lives Matter, that's racist for yeah. existing. Oh, people call out racism? Let's talk about our nation's racist past. You can't do that because that suggests racism is a thing. And Ken Han's argument is if I don't look and I don't pretend to be racist and I hire black people or whatever... Mm-hmm. Then look, I'm clearly not racist. He's he doesn't have to struggle with the consequences of racism. Right. So he just thinks if I pretend it's not there and if I tell people it's not a thing, as if everyone who is racist is walking around like just making this up and uh, I I mean, his solution is the one I was taught when I was 6 in 1991 <laughs> of like everybody's a color of the rainbow and we're all beautiful. And yet so many of my elementary school classmates went on to vote for Trump. So somehow that didn't work. Do you exactly remember Stephen, Stephen Colbert character in his, the Colbert report where he's like, uh, I'm colorblind. I don't see yes, color. Yes, 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 I only yes, know yes, you're yes. black because blank, blank, blank. Because you told me joke. that you're, because you just said you're black. I only know <laughs> I'm white. Cause people keep telling me. I did forget like, about Ken that. Ham. The whole time. Yeah. Like, I don't see color. Like, buddy, you're in Kentucky. I'm not looking for race lessons from a guy in rural Kentucky. Right. Uh, also, yeah, here's yeah. another tweet of his. If secularists, including the secular media, truly wanted to deal with racism, they would, two words, want to guess, they would... Find God? Cancel Darwin. <laughs> <laughs> Like, it's his solution for everything. Stop teaching evolution and we wouldn't have racism I around. thought he was anti-cancel culture, Hammond. No, no, no. Canceling is always okay as long as it's to things you don't like. Cancel Darwin, eh? <laughs> but like, Even though, I mean, the problem with that, can I tell you, the thing that makes me laugh the most is I studied anthropology in, in college and literally the first thing that we learned on the first day of class. She said, or my professor said, open your notebooks and I want you to write this in capital letters and I want you to remember it always. Race is a social construct. (laughs) Because that's true. You know, that's just science. And so the idea that they're like, well, Darwin believes in evolution and evolution is how we got races, question mark? (laughs) Like, it's just one of those things that, like, you can't pretend... Like, I know people said, like, social Darwinism, but that was... That's like, not Darwin. Yeah, well, that was also the industrial age, and we're not taking a lot of lessons from them right <laughs> now. But also, you that was just a play on words. It doesn't mean Darwin invented racism. Does he understand that? No. I mean, no. He but does just, he know that Darwin mostly studied sparrows? I think they and like turtles and shit. Look at Darwin's use of the word race in the title of on the evolu- origin of species, yeah. and they're like, "See, he's a racist." It's like. One, yeah, a lot of people were racist. Sure. And two, that's not what he was getting at with his, whatever. Mm, That's a whole different podcast. 
Ken Ham doesn't understand that. And this also feels, sorry, this also feels very similar to how, like, Republicans are constantly like, well, Democrats invented the KKK, or, like, <laughs> like Republicans freed the slaves. Like, my dude, if you have to go that far back in history to find something positive that your, like, your party did, maybe <laughs> the problem's the, you. All the more reason that, because they don't understand history and what happened right. in, like, 50, 60 years ago with the parties and the realignments and mm-hmm. all that. Um so anyway, it also it's worth pointing out he's trying to build a replica of this Tower of Babel, which is symbolic for the way God tore punished everyone, us. punished us and tore everyone apart. Not because exactly of the, the building of the Babel. Yeah, not exactly the uplifting thing you want to build. Maybe but, he right. just didn't want the Tower of Babel in like BC times. Maybe he really <laughs> wanted a solid 21st century structure built in a swamp. There you go. <laughs> I, and the funny, the funniest thing about it is he's limited to what he can do with this place uh-huh. because it has to be in Genesis. And unless you yeah. want to talk about like what's next, the Sodom and Gomorrah exhibit, like this is a <laughs> woman who turned to salt. Yeah, exactly. What if there's just piles of salt <laughs> around? I'm, don't give him ideas. He'll do it. <laughs> well, it's. I think it would be really funny. It's like the opposite of that thing where people like leave their clothes around and pretend that they've been raptured. raptured <laughs> but it's the opposite. It's like, oh no, like it's a magic show where a woman <laughs> enters the box and when it opens back up, it's just it's salt, salt leaking out. This woman looked back and. Now now she's a pile of dust. Good job, Bible, I guess. Hey. They'll they'll teach her for feeling empathy for people. At I the think 10 year anniversary, we know what to look forward to. Oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. Um, here's a distressing story. So uh, for Pride Month, the San Francisco Gay Men's Chorus released a song on YouTube. Uh, I actually may have been right before the July 1st weekend. Um, but they released a song that was kind of poking fun at the nasty, horrible things people say to gay people. Uh. Like, gay people have an agenda. They're trying to recruit children. <laughs> so they made a song, which sounds amazing, and it's called A Message from the Gay Community. And some of the lyrics are, and they do this in brilliant harmony, we'll convert your children. We're coming for your children. And of course, when they get to the actual, like, meat of the song Uh it's like we'll convert your children we'll make them tolerant and fair we'll convert your children someone's got to teach them not to hate (laughs) your children will care about fairness and justice for others that's nice but of course the the part of the chorus where they're actually like harmonizing and doing all the fun stuff is like we'll convert your children we'll convert your children and then they get to the punchline at the very end that says to be nice people right love that guess what conservative Christians did with that message. Loved it and did not take it out of context. Wrong. Oh, no. Not again. Here's an excerpt from uh, Todd Starnes, the conservative radio host who was so bad that he got fired from Fox News for being awful. The San Francisco Gay Men's Chorus is drawing national attention after they performed a music video vowing to convert children to their movement. I suppose you could say it's conversion therapy in reverse. Uh, This is from InfoWars. Yeah, no, I thought they that's were all pro, he said. But I thought they were pro-conversion therapy. Yeah, but, you know, the left hates conversion therapy. So why do you like it the other way around? But it also isn't that. It's not that. Uh, this is from InfoWars. The song is not shy about what the San Francisco Gay Men's Chorus hopes to accomplish, repeatedly singing, we're coming for them, we're coming for your children. That's not creepy or pedophilic at all, dot, dot, dot. Um, the Blaze, which is Glenn Beck's site, they couldn't decide. What's he been up to? Uh, who cares? They couldn't decide if the video quote represents actual intentions or is a joke, or maybe is somewhere in between. How do you not know it's a joke? You know, of course you know it's a joke. No, they don't. Like the the right does not understand understand satire. They don't, they and this is why there's not. as the cliche goes. That's why there's didn't... no conservative Daily Show. Like they can't do right. humor. Right. Uh, Gutfeld. So is that show still on? I don't know. I haven't heard anything about it in a long time, which makes me think it doesn't exist anymore. No, I feel like we would have heard if it was canceled. Um, There was a pastor, a right-wing pastor, Wade Burleson, who, this is his Facebook post, um, after he explains what's in the song. We'll teach your kids. Then your kids will start converting you. The gay agenda is coming home. A few may say or think that those opposed to the gay agenda, like himself, are full of hate. No, we're not at all. What we are filled with is an absolute resolve that another person's revilement against the creator, rejection of Christian morality, and vulgar ridicule for followers of Jesus Christ 
will not be the philosophy of the person who teaches our children in this city. He used the song to argue gay people shouldn't be allowed to teach in schools. I zoned out really hard on you that. You just heard the last part. That's yeah, all that matters. That's all that matters. He's using their satirical song, not getting the satire part of it because he clearly didn't listen to mm-hmm. it. Uh, just sees they're coming for our children, and he's like, "They're doing it. Let's not have them in schools." So it was so bad, mm-hmm. the right wing outrage over a song they don't understand or purposely chose not to understand. Right. That the the gay men's chorus took down the video from YouTube because they were getting death threats. Can you? Uh, can, I'm going to read to oh. you from what they wrote in a statement. This is from the chorus. Uh, talking about the conservatives. They have taken the lyrics out of context to support a narrative that suits their intolerant and hateful needs. It is obvious the tongue-in-cheek humor is lost on many. As a result, we have seen the user comments on YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram become increasingly alarming. Mm. Emails to individuals and the chorus office are vitriolic, including threats of harm. So they took it down. I found one copy of the video on YouTube, but Uh I'm sure that'll be taken down soon. Um, but again, this is just, this isn't even subtle. Their, their joke, mm-hmm. it's not ambiguous. No. They didn't like let you fill in the blanks. And of course, you know, you know what they're talking about. No, they said it right in the lyrics. Right. It's not hard to parse this joke. Right. And right. yet you see all these disingenuous, either purposefully twisting what they're doing. Right. Or they're too dumb to understand what's going on. And I and never look know. what it's le- leading to. Speaking of which, I just finally watched the uh, the modesty video. Oh yeah, modest is hottest. Stupid. Like I, I see it as like a dad being a goober at his kid at his girls and trying to interrupt them. It just sucks because it's not a great message. That is a great example of a guy who thought he was funny, right? But didn't get the underlying joke, or he doesn't have the underlying message right. So of course, the satire part of it well, isn't gonna. Go over. I mean, he's poking fun of it at himself in theory, right? In theory, in theory. But like, what he's really doing is just stating what he actually wants in a quote unquote funny way. Whereas the gay men's thing is like, we're obviously taking the words that you put in our mouth and And throwing it right back and throwing it right back at you, and then having a twist at the end that Mm -hmm. says, "Hey, hey, J.K., this song is satire." If that guy had ended his song with. LOL, JK, I respect my girls no matter what they wear, and boys should respect them no matter <laughs> right. what they wear. Then I will say, yes, that's funny satire. Maybe, yes. And, and had he oh, okay, done that, funny I is generous. I think funny is generous. I think had he done that, okay. and people cr- criticizing the video, who, if they didn't include that as part of any article they did, mm-hmm. That would be disingenuous, too. Right. The problem was, no, we got the joke from that guy and the message from that guy. I can let go of the cheesiness of it. Sure. Like, whatever. Not my thing, but whatever. It's the the problem is the message he was going from is, no, modesty is good. Mm -hmm. Let me be funny in how I spread that. It's like, no, modesty, the thing you are pushing is not a good thing. It hurts people. Do you not listen to other Christians even? Right, 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 right. Uh, Let's talk about Hobby Lobby. Let's do. I love talking about Hobby Lobby. Every July 4th, they put out a full-page ad in a bunch of national newspapers. And they did it again this year. What did it say? And it's... The the, half the page is just like, one nation under God. Very Christian nationalistic imagery. Uh Like a flag just flying is the image. They have a quotation from the Bible, blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord. And then it's a bunch of quotations from like the founding fathers, presidents, Supreme Court justices. <laughs> About that, hodgepodge. <laughs> that basically argue that we live in a Christian nation. And they've done this for years. And like, uh, I'll put a link in the show notes, but like the Freedom From Religion Foundation actually went ahead a couple of years ago and created a website where they take every quotation that they use in this ad and several others, because mm. they always recycle the same material, sure. even if it's a different looking ad. And they basically said, let's talk about the context of where this is coming from. Let's look at the ellipses that are in this quotation. Because mm-hmm. in the Hobby Lobby ad, you see dot, dot, dot. Sure. They're yada yadaing some important stuff here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's talk about what that is. Sometimes it's misleading, uh-huh. out of context. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's just lying right. about what this person allegedly said. As your blurb, your quote unquote blurb for yeah. that book last week. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, People are excited. Wow. Every year, Hobby Lobby does this. And every year, there are people who notice it for the first time. Mm -hmm. And I was actually taken by surprise by how many people 
uh, on Twitter were sharing links like uh, about, can you believe Hobby Lobby is doing this? Like, well, they've been doing it for years. First of all, yes. <laughs> Second of all, they've been doing it. Also, how do you not know Hobby Lobby is this fundamentalist Christian place? Mm, not everybody pays as close yeah. attention. I will grant that. Uh, a couple tweets like, Craft Store Hobby Lobby has placed full-page 4th of July ads insisting that America is a Christian nation. But I still can't bring myself to post one of their swastika sweaters or white supremacist potholders. Um... <laughs> I mean, their whole intention was this is a Christian nation. And mm-hmm. that is the part people were surprised by. Because even if they're owned by evangelical Christians, doesn't mean it's a Christian nationalist store. But right. clearly it is. We've been trying to say that for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, Franklin Graham. This is one that I didn't even care about that story so much because they've done it over and over. Uh-huh. But Franklin Graham, the evangelist, said this. He said Hobby Lobby is being attacked. Yeah. For running some beautiful full-page ads on July 4th, he talks about what the ad said. These positive advertisements have outraged enemies of God's word, such as the Freedom From Religion Foundation. Outraged enemies of God's word. That's where it goes like from, all right, you're just misleading people to, holy shit, you think this is a spiritual battle where atheists and anyone critical need to be destroyed. Yeah, that's not great. I'd rather not be destroyed if it's all the same. By Franklin Graham. Uh, by Franklin last. Graham or frankly anybody. <laughs> Franklin Grammy anyone. There is a Christian uh, writer. Actually, he might be like a Jew for Jesus. I'm not sure. Michael Brown, who writes for uh, uh, Charisma and some other right-wing crazy place mm-hmm. publications. Super conservative on every issue, pretty much. Even he said in an article... I do understand how others would read the ad, the Hobby Lobby ad, as advocating for a theocracy, which I wholeheartedly oppose. And as for claiming that... Wholeheartedly oppose? He opposes a theocracy. He just thinks... LOL, okay. And as for claiming that only Christians should run for office, which is ridiculous. Mm. That is unfortunate and why it's important for us to make clear that we are not seeking to take over America and impose the Christian faith on the nation. Who's, That's from the right-wing writer, Michael Brown, who, who, by the way, in his other articles, it very much advocates for Christian it's nation. It's too just far for him, words. huh? Interessante. <laughs> but even, like, that guy is like, yeah, I could see how people could see that Hobby Lobby right. ad and totally come away thinking all of this. But, like, we don't believe that, you guys, do we? And it's like, buddy, do you know who you work with? Have you met anybody? <laughs> really? That's yeah. so interesting when they... What is too far for certain people, yeah. right? Because, like, to me, that doesn't seem like anything particularly out of the ordinary. Would you? The ad? Yeah. Um, like, why would that raise his hackles? Because it's from Hobby Lobby and not some advocacy group, for mm-hmm. one. Because they use quotations, some of which are just overwhelmingly debunked. Like, they didn't really write this, mm-hmm. but it just gets recycled in sure. Christian world literature mm-hmm. where it's like look George Washington said we should all obey Jesus it's like that's not what he said like not even we, we should dot 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 all dot 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 all dot <laughs> yeah <laughs> obey parentheses and again they're getting this stuff from people like David Barton whose entire career is built on spreading oh, misinformation one of my least favorite about humans. American history fucking hate so that dude. they just cite the same dude who's wrong to begin with yeah because he's lying God, I hate Dave Barton. Uh, Let's talk about this study that came out recently. It was published in a journal called Secularism and Non-Religion, which actually publishes a lot of very interesting peer-reviewed papers about atheists. And this one is the work of researchers uh, David Speed and Melanie Brewster. And basically, here's what they were trying to figure out. Do you... What do you think about other religious groups, including your own? So, for example, evangelicals, like, how positive do you feel toward these groups? What do you think about Christians? Mm. And it turns out evangelicals have a very positive attitude toward Christians in general. Surprise, surprise. What do you think about uh, Jews? And evangelicals, again, um, rank them between I have no opinion to somewhat positive. It was on the higher end of somewhat positive. Yeah, sure, fine. Um, When it comes to Hindus and Buddhists... Uh, they were pretty much neutral. And when it came to Muslims, I think they were eh, roughly neutral. Atheists mm-hmm. was the one that was on the other side of the neither, I have oh. no opinion spectrum. We were lowest on the list. No surprise there. None. Now, here's where it gets interesting. Like, that doesn't surprise me where evangelicals go from 
I have a pretty somewhat negative perception of atheists who I really, really like other Christians. Uh-huh. Now, here's the question. Yeah. What did the people of no religion, not just atheists, but the broader category, what did the nuns have to say about all those same groups? Where do you think, and I'm totally putting you on the spot here, yeah. where do you think they would have ranked uh, atheists and Christians and, and maybe uh, Muslims too? Um, if I had to guess, uh, I bet they would be like neutral. Let's start with from... Christian. Let's start with Christian. Where would the nuns have placed Christians? Like, I feel like they're all going to be like neutral slash kind of positive, I guess. You nailed it. Yeah. Like they put the nun yeah. category, put everybody on just a little north of neutral. Wow. I did between nail it. neutral and somewhat positive. Like, they're all bunched together. So, I mean, I know you can't see this. You're listening to us. But if you look at the evangelical chart, the dots are spread wide out. Uh, Atheists on one side. Right. uh, To the somewhat negative side. And Christians on the far right. Right. (laughs) And for atheists, for the nuns, I should say, we're all scrunched together, our dots, Uh saying, yeah, we feel pretty much the same way about everybody. Yeah, (laughs) because I would argue the reason I would say something like that is that, like, there are very few times when somebody's religion has like changed how I feel about like if somebody's yeah. Christian, I'm like, cool, that's fine. Like, right. obviously, de- there's like the people who the you it know depends what kind. Right, right. right and if right. you just tell me Christian, I mean, I said this to a reporter this week. They're like, why, why, why are you all scrunched up together in yeah. your category? Um, my opinion is like. I mean, you want me to dice up Christians, Jews, yes, Hindus, exactly. Buddhists? I think they're all wrong, but like <laughs> they all seem to be like. But like, they don't bother me about yeah, it. Yeah, most of them seem <laughs> fine. Like, my bigger fear is like the homophobia that comes out yeah, than like you, the brand of it. If you ask me about white evangelical specifically or mm-hmm. Southern Baptist specifically, mm-hmm. I might give you a different answer. But Christians in general. I mean, I need more information, yeah. but like, yeah, they're fine. I know a lot of great ones. They're, I have no problem with them. Yeah. Depends what kind. Depends what they're doing with it. Here's what's interesting. If you, even though they are scrunched up together, Muslims are, are at the lowest end of the scrunchiness, but not by much. It's not statistically significant, uh-huh. but they were just a little north of neither to somewhat positive. So like, yeah, we're fine with them, but if you have me to rank them, I'll put Muslims lower on the list. Okay. Which, I wonder how much that has to do with the um, anti-Muslim rhetoric we saw from like the new atheist types yeah, for the past decade I, that would after be my 9-11. Guess. Um, also interesting, after Muslims, uh-huh. atheists are next on the list. Like the nuns don't like atheists, just like everybody doesn't Nobody like atheists. Nobody likes atheists. Nobody likes atheists, including other atheists. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Which yep. is just kind of entertaining. Hey, come to our, meet- our atheist meetup. <laughs> um. One, the researchers themselves said Christians may dislike atheists because they are seen as rivals in the same way that fans of one hockey team might dislike fans of another hockey team. Mm-hmm. But atheists lack that kind of shared identity, so they're more uh, less likely to dislike a non-theists or sure. you know have a reason to like right. their fellow atheists. Like, yeah, I have no obligation to other atheists. Right. You think I love them even more? Right. No, I have the same response to them that I do Christians. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, what type are you talking about? Yeah. I'll, then I'll tell you how much I like them. I mean, genuinely, if you <laughs> come at me with your atheism or religion first, I'm probably going to like you less. <laughs> yeah, if that's the sole purpose of your identity. Right, and right, I say right. this as someone who has clearly made atheism the sole right, purpose exactly. of my identity. Like, oh God, oh no. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how I feel about other people. Who yeah. So we'll see. Um, it, it was an interesting... If you get a chance... Click on that link in the show notes because you got to see the visual that uh, Ryan Burge, the professor, made. Basically, taking the information from that research paper uh-huh. and making it into a nice visual graphic. And you could see the dots spread out and stuff. It just looks really interesting. Um, we've cool. talked before about those residential schools in Canada and they're finding these grave sites, these yeah, mass grave sites. A- Terrible story. Um, And there's an ongoing question of how is the Catholic Church going to respond? Again, these are residential schools where indigenous Canadians were taken to. It's conversion camps. Taken from their, in many cases, taken from their own families. It's not like they were adopted and brought in. Right, and it was seen by some people as cultural genocide. They Mm -hmm. were told to, like, assimilate into the culture, which, again, Catholic schools, this is our culture. 
I and would, things like that. I don't know how you could argue me out of saying that it's cultural genocide. Like mm-hmm. they had a point and it was to destroy their culture yeah and there was a lot of these kids got sick they Mm -hmm. and then they weren't taken care of these were subpar health facilities they did not help these people when they died they kind of just buried them in the ground a lot of their families didn't know where they went historically really ahead on science yeah yeah they're not bad they could be better they chose not to be right and the question now is okay we've discovered we, I mean, these indigenous tribes have put money into this. They've discovered three mass grave sites so far with over a thousand. They're saying a thousand bodies were buried here based on the evidence they have. Jesus. A lot of those were across children the three of them? across those three locations. Uh-huh. And those are just from the first batch they're looking into. They haven't looked at other residential schools yet. Yeah. So it's like, this is not going to get better. No. So that's where we were at last week when they had just discovered the third mass burial site. And we know for a fact that this isn't exclusive to Canada. So like it's other similar ideas are happening and have happened all over the world. So I think we should all strap in for a lot of these to come out. Soon. And so someone recently said, speaking of these residential school discoveries, you know something? There's a persecution happening here. There's a persecution happening here, unquote. Who said that? Tell me, just tell me, I'm so mad. Archbishop Richard Gagnon, the president of the Canadian Conference of Catholic Bishops and Archbishop of Winnipeg, he's talking about Catholics. This motherfucker. Yeah, you know who else had a really bad time of it? The Nazis immediately after World War II. Because it turns out when you murder a lot of people, there's consequences. Would anybody say... What did he say? There's a... There's a persecution happening. Of think, him. Do you of think him. Nazis were considered persecuted? Because like, the world was us? like, hey, guys, maybe we shouldn't murder a lot of people all at once. And everyone's like, huh, yeah, no, that's a good idea. And now this guy is like... What we only killed a we only <laughs> He's really kidnapped and murdered Nazis a, in 1946. <laughs> we we're just following orders from God? Question mark. We this just is, kidnapped and is, murdered at least a thousand children. So Why uh, am I the bad guy? He also said that in here's where he's coming from. He's saying in his role as Archbishop, sure. he's getting quote bombarded a lot. And that in dealing with the media, he's noticing, quote, a lot of blame, a lot of accusations, a lot of exaggeration, he, a lot of false ideas. He should try being a woman on the internet. <laughs> because guess what? I deal with that every fucking day. And I don't even have a crown or a gold throne like you do, I assume. And just, I do have a gold throne. <laughs> uh, and what he said, like, here's the thing. He's not dealing with persecution. He's dealing with accountability. Because people yes. want the Catholic Church to, like, do something in response. We're not saying you, you did this. We're saying you I own, am. You I'm saying the they problem. did this. Yes, the, of course they did this. Your church did this. Be held accountable for this. Listen, if you're saying they didn't do this, then what the fuck are we doing in the hierarchical structure of the Catholic Church anyway? Yes. If you can't say the archbishop is to blame for thousands of deaths in his church, then what the fuck is the point of it? Fair enough. Uh, it's it's a lot like white Republicans who are like, well, I didn't own any slaves. Like, your mentality is the problem here. Jesus. Um, we're not necessarily saying you did something racist. I am. But you're perpetuating the problem. I am always saying they did something racist. Um, here's, if you want some uh, good news, I think, I want to make sure. Uh, did that guy resign or was it a different one? I got to double check on that. But... Uh, <laughs> That's the best you could do with good news was maybe this guy might have resigned. (laughs) (laughs) One of the indigenous tribe leaders now responded. And here's what he said in response to the archbishop's comments. To me, this just speaks to systemic racism at the highest levels of society that anybody in the wake of what's being found out would in any way suggest they are a victim given what's transpired, Mm -hmm. uh, which is a fair point. Nobody told me there'd be consequences for murdering (laughs) thousands of children. I would never have done this if I knew you guys were going to be so mad at me. That's an imitation of that that guy. That was good. A, Um, he's Canadian. Following up on the exact same story. Yeah. uh, As the Catholic Church is getting shit as well-deserved as it is, one thing that we should point out, in 2005, when people were coming to grips with what these schools had done, Uh without knowing these mass grave sites, but everyone knew (laughs) what they had done. Um, in 2005, the Canadian government reached a deal with indigenous tribes where they basically said, look, if you, uh, we are going to get the Catholic Church 
to raise $25 million to go toward healing programs for the survivors of these residential schools. Mm, That was a government-led settlement that Uh they kind of agreed on. That's a way to move forward. In a way, it's kind of like a reparations deal. Yeah, kind of. Saying, okay, we're going to involve the church in this, and this is what they agreed to. It's part of the Indian Residential School Settlement. Uh Uh, $25 million. The Catholic Church will raise it, and it'll go toward programs just for this. Um, It doesn't make up for anything, but at least it's something we could do moving forward. Right. Ultimately, the Catholic Church as a whole in Canada raised how much? Less than $4 million. And only about half of that went toward the stated purpose of helping survivors. And in 2015, so a decade later, a judge in Canada agreed with the church's argument that we did our best. Can we, like, not go ahead and keep raising 25 million? We did our best. We raised about $4 million. Um, So, you know, let us—we don't have any more money. Can you just let it slide? And the judge is like, yeah, I believe that. Yes, fellow white man, I suspect. <laughs> I have no idea. But I suspect. This week, the uh, Canadian uh, CBC ran an analysis on this, and they said in the amount of time since 2005, since the Catholic Church in Canada agreed to that settlement, mm-hmm. they have had no problem raising $300 million for new buildings, for new churches. That includes, this is from the article, these include a $128 million renovation of a particular church in Toronto. The 2016 gala opening, complete with a brass band, was held one year after Canadian church groups went to court to say there was no more fundraising money for survivors. I'm so mad. I'm actively sweating. Yeah. Oh my God. What, like... That pissed off even more people. Oh, really? Of course. Why? The article that says they couldn't raise $25 million for survivors, but, oh, you need $300 million for renovations? Oh, yeah, we got that covered. You want to build a new church? Fine. Like, Tells how? you where their morality is in these churches. Yeah, I'm just so angry that I'm back down to sad. I'll give you one more Catholic story. Uh, this one is one of those uh, let them fight stories. Yeah. Sure. There's a Catholic, private Catholic school in Florida. It's called the Academy of the Holy Names. Mm -hmm. And there was a wealthy couple, Anthony and Barbara Scarpo, wealthy couple in Tampa, Florida. A few years ago, they pledged $1.35 million as a donation to the school. And it turns out their daughters were going there. So they were like, yeah, we're going to, here's our tuition for the daughters. And tuition is like shit tons of money. Mm -hmm. I forgot how much. It's a lot. It's like, a very preppy Catholic private school. Like five digits a year? Uh, more, yeah, like mid five digits, Oof. maybe a little lower, but like 20,000-ish. I forgot. Can you imagine Don't having $20,000 a for year? For a Catholic school, just a lying private around. Catholic school, yeah. And so- My wh- kids are getting too good an education. I need to give them <laughs> skirts and nuns who will hit them. Exactly. Is that how Catholic schools uh, are now? Sure. Um, one of the daughters has graduated from the high school. She's off to doing whatever it is she does. The other one was a freshman- And now the couple this week has filed a lawsuit against the Catholic school. Great. Why would they be mad at this Catholic school? Try to to wrap your head around that while I dig in right here. So my guess would be that their youngest daughter came out as not heterosexual. Not a bad guess. No, I I don't know what she is. That's not the reason. Okay, wait, I'm going to guess again. Uh, I can okay. see that happening though Like oh my daughter's not conservative Catholic mm-hmm. Like oh I'm gonna blame the school I mean I do think that the Venn diagram Of parents who send their kids to Catholic school And parents who would pull their kids out of Catholic school Because their sexual identity Isn't heteronormative <laughs> I think it's a sliver but and it's not nothing As far as I can tell there's it's one thing There are really really good Catholic schools I I will freely say that there really are even yeah, Jen with Bartlett the went thing. to um, um, uh, Notre Dame. So there you go. like there are really good Catholic schools. You get a high quality education. I'm mm-hmm. not denying that at certain places. Mm-hmm. It always boggles my mind when you would send your kids to a private, really pricey school when there are really good public schools nearby, which I don't know what the situation is here. I find it hard to believe in Tampa, Florida, there were not. How much do you think Bennett good, is a year? That's like know. the big Catholic school around us. Cameron yeah. Esposito went there. <laughs> Famous queer comedian. There you go. I'm just going to look it up, see if I can find it. <laughs> While you were doing that, here's why they're suing the school. Yeah. 
Their basic argument, and they literally say this in the uh, filing, is that the school is too, quote, woke. (laughs) And here's what they say. Here's what they say in the complaint. The academy, in actuality, failed to provide any semblance of a Catholic education conforming to mainstream Catholicism or the Catholic Catechism, and instead insidiously indoctrinated its students, requiring that they check their white privilege and feel sufficiently guilty merely because of the color of their skin and because their parents could afford the attendance at the academy. Let me, to put that in English... $13,000 a year is how much Bennett is. I don't it's a know high school. Kind of no. private school. Are you kidding? No, absolutely not. So they were like these, this school, which as far as I could tell, seems pretty good. Yeah. is like, Hey kids, you should understand that if you're, if you're white, you have a lot of advantages that you may not be aware of. You should be aware of them. And the parents are not happy about that. Sure. They said, your parents send you to a private Catholic school. This one that is friggin' expensive. Yeah. You should acknowledge or at least be aware of the fact that a lot of people don't have that option. Right, exactly. To them, which is a good thing to say. And the complaint also says school officials as a community mm-hmm. announced that um, that we as a school community reject the racism and hatred reflected in the deaths of Ahmaud Arbery, George Floyd and Breonna Taylor. And these parents are like, what? How dare you say Jesus. that? Um, and by the way, the couple claims they actually taught students that students should be should be guilty if you are white and your parents uh, can afford tuition. Mm-hmm. And they went on to say uh, a blackboard at the entrance to the school where all ages pass. The academy explains how to be a good ally to LGBTQ plus individuals. This sounds like a really nice school. Yeah. But utterly fails oh. to put any part of this explanation into perspective with mainstream Catholicism or the Catholic catechism. And again, the catechism says, if you act on your homosexuality, that's a bad thing. Mm-hmm. The catechism says, like, we don't believe trans people exist. They, they have a really, it, the catechism was not updated recently. But they basically don't acknowledge the existence of trans people. Right. And they say, you can be gay, yeah. but don't act on it. You yeah. better be celibate. Okay, fine. I have a big problem with the Catholic Church sure. and the catechism. This school is saying, you know, there are LGBTQ people out there. Mm-hmm. You should be nice to them. Yeah. You should treat them with respect. And you know what? If you are LGBTQ, which is not in contradiction right. with Catholicism, at least as most Americans practice it, like what you do with that, I have problems with the way the Catholic Church handles that. But being LGBTQ, the church by and large has been okay with dealing with it, even though conservative Catholics have been part of the anti-trans, anti-gay marriage push. Okay, so the school, Uh like you suggested, the school seems to be doing the right thing. They're like, yeah, let's be allies to the community. That's a good thing. These parents are pissed off because I guess they want to sign at the front of the entrance of the school somewhere saying like, hey, kids, if you're gay, don't you dare do anything about that. Okay. I have maybe a controversial opinion. Okay. I mean, if the parents wanted to send their kids, specifically want to send their kids to a place where they definitely would not learn about like being kind to others who are unlike you and they are learning that especially because okay here's my problem you're right that like we've talked about this a lot a lot a lot that most catholics are pro-gay rights whereas the catholic church itself is still anti i if i am like a hardline asshole homophobe And I think, okay, well, sending my kids to school is going to mean they're going to be taught by lessons passed down from the fucking Pope himself. I expect them to be anti-gay. I mean, yeah, I I don't, I mean, I think they're wrong and I think they're monsters, but like, I mean, if they are teaching, if this Catholic school is teaching that like people should be queer allies out of one side of their mouth, but every time these kids go to school or go to church on Sunday, a Catholic bishop or priest or whomever is saying, no, they're bad. It's mixed messages. Well, let me suggest this. If you went to some of those other better Catholic schools we just talked about, uh it would not be weird to me to see like the LGBTQ gay straight Alliance type of groups at a Catholic school. And if like, if you go to Notre Dame, 
and you graduate, mm-hmm. and someone's like, what? I paid for a Notre Dame education, and it wasn't like batshit crazy about those topics. Uh, How think, did you not know? Because yeah. they could have they figured this out ahead of time. Sure. And they didn't. And I do think colleges are different, I and, would argue. Fine. Be, be, just because, Same thing like, at a student, good high school that sure. teaches this stuff. Like, you could have figured this out earlier. It's not like they lied to you. You just didn't know. But also, like, this is not out of step with the Catholic Church because this is the whole argument we've had about the Pope. Mm-hmm. When the Pope says, you know, who am I to judge? Right. Or the Pope says, yeah, we should be decent to yeah. gay people. And everyone's like, oh, this Pope is nice. Right. And the argument we have is, no, his beliefs are garbage. Right. There is no contradiction between being nice to people and believing the stuff Catholics believe. The Pope is just choosing to focus on the good stuff while actively believing the bad stuff. And that is a problem. But again, being nice isn't opposed to the Catholic Church. That's what boggles my mind about this lawsuit. They're saying you're not teaching our kids Catholicism Mm -hmm. as you should be, according to the rules of the church. And it's like... There's nothing they're doing that counters that. They're not saying <sighs> the church is wrong when it comes to marriage equality. Aren't the church imp- opposes it. Aren't they implying that, though? If, I, dis- if, I don't if, think so. I okay. think being nice to gay people, being an ally of the community means treating them with respect. And the church could easily say, because I think the Pope has said this, we support civil unions. You should have equal rights under the law. Mm-hmm. Now, when it comes to how the church should handle that, can you be have a same-sex marriage in the church. We oppose that. Right. Like, there's a way to be an ally that doesn't require what the government should do with the laws. I don't think the school's doing anything anti-Catholic here. And it's not that I think it's actively anti-Catholic, but... I don't know. I, I don't. I don't know. And like I'm. Yeah, and I Think completely agree with you. Let them. This fight. is the question of um, that we talked about before with Joe Biden. Is like there's a. a group of conservative Catholic bishops that are saying he shouldn't be allowed to get communion mm-hmm. as same with any democratic politician who supports pro-choice policies because the church opposes abortion. Mm-hmm. And Joe Biden has repeatedly said, you know, I am a fervent Catholic. I do accept Catholic doctrine in my private life, mm-hmm. but I am a public official as a public official. I do support pro-choice right, right. policies. I don't think that's a contradiction necessarily because you're not running a theocracy here. And again, that's what a lot of Catholics believe, too. If you want to punish Joe Biden, you're going to kick out a bunch of people out of your churches, too. Right. But this goes to the heart of what does it mean to be a Catholic? And this couple seems to think if you're telling kids, yeah, gay people are decent, you should treat them as allies, regardless of what the church says about actions, mm-hmm. that to them is a contradiction. Um so what are they asking for in this lawsuit? Yeah. We want our donation back. <laughs> we want a tuition refund. We oh, I want- forgot they <laughs> donated above and beyond their tuition. Yeah. Fucking rude. We rubes. are asking that the Academy be stopped from advertising itself as a Catholic institution. All right, guys. Take it easy. <laughs> and Jesus. we want the Florida Catholic Conference to stop accrediting the school. They are big mad. Yeah. They're furious. And the school's response so far... Uh, their lawyer for the school has called the lawsuit a publicity stunt. And if they yeah. want, and the, the lawyer said, if the Scarpos choose to move forward, the Academy would consider filing a counterclaim, asking them to pay the remainder of their pledge, which Florida law may provide, uh, allow them to do. Because they haven't come finished the pledge. Their kid's still in school. Maybe they give a certain portion a year. Uh, and it's like, oh buddy, you made a pledge. That's a binding contract in Florida. Under God. <laughs> So weird, but also, I mean, if you're filing a lawsuit against this school that your daughter, one of them already graduated from, right. what are you kind of saying about your daughter? Our daughter's too dumb. <sighs> she's like, she's a garbage human and we're mad at the school. Like, no, I'm sure she's fine. Right. I'm sure she graduated and she's off doing whatever it is she does. And now the parents are suing the school. Like you teach kids the wrong things. Like you're back. That's why our oldest daughter is a failure. (laughs) (laughs) Like, my God, what a garbage family. What are you doing? I hope the kids are better than their parents. Uh, Well, we'll see. Uh, We'll see. Uh, Did you know there was a few years ago uh, a fight church? 
Um, that sounds yes. familiar. So, like a la Fight Club? <laughs> a la Fight Club. This was a church that's one of those non-denominational type of churches that say, we want to raise manly men. Yeah. And you know how we could do that? We can get you all to fight each other. We'll teach you lessons about David and Goliath. Fuck yeah. We'll teach you that if you get hurt, you get up and you, you I don't know, pound the shit out of the other person. Um and in 2014, there was a documentary film that came out called Fight Church about the, the actual church that was doing this called Victory Church in Rochester, <laughs> New York. It was called Fight Church. Did you say Rochester? In Rochester, New York. Fuck yeah, my family's from there. There you go. Keep beating people up, Joey. And so, of course, the critics who saw this documentary were like, holy shit, there's a Christian church here basically promoting violence, even in sports. And it's, it kind of messes with the turn the other cheek lesson that jesus offered but here's the weird thing after that movie came out there were allegations of sexual abuse against uh paul burris Uh one of the guys uh who was kind of in the center of that movie uh he was the one coaching a lot of these young kids in the church was his was he harassing gentlemen or lady people uh you know what? I don't remember. I don't would, think I, that was part of the story, so I'm assuming it was lady people. Okay. But um, there were uh, church members claimed that he acted inappropriately and that both he and the other executive pastor, a guy named Dr. Al Ogden, demanded silence about the accusations. And they even, during private counseling sessions, told the victims, like, if you publicize the... We will publicize your sins if you go public with your stories. What? Totally messed up. In 2018... That's what we call blackmail in the business. That pastor, Paul Burris, in 2018, he pleaded guilty to third-degree sexual abuse and served a year in probation as part of a plea deal. Mm, That'll learn him. Uh Uh-huh. It's gotten worse. Here's why the story's in the news this week. Uh, Recently, that guy's father... Uh, Joe Burris, the guy who founded Victory Church, has now also pleaded guilty to his own charge of second-degree sexual abuse. Two teenagers apparently accused Joe Burris, the old guy, of sexually abusing them in separate incidents when they were under the age of 14. Under the age of 14? Two girls are the ones accusing him. Jesus. He's scheduled to be sentenced in September. Uh, He'll be free until he's sentenced but basically this guy faces up to one year in prison for the type of abuse he committed um Mm. by the way this entire church there are now multiple lawsuits against the church itself alleging that it allowed and even encouraged multiple men with histories of sexual abuse in the past to serve on staff and look after girls in unsupervised settings so they didn't do anything, but like this church is not protecting the kids so the way it should. Every time we hear politicians talk about we have to protect our girls, we have to protect our women, we can't let trans women use the women's bathroom because this is going to make our women and children unsafe. Every time you hear a politician say that, I want you to remember stories like this because this is not a singular instance. This isn't even rare. So when we talk about, like, when men talk about that they need to protect their women, to me, it starts to be more of a, like, Rambo fantasy thing of, like, the way I want to protect my women is some big dude comes in and I shoot him in the head and my wife cries in gratitude. Like, that's Mm -hmm. what they imagine protecting women looks like. Oh, yeah, they all think they're little superheroes. What protecting women actually looks like is holding abusers accountable and not letting them, not opening the door and saying, like, you learned your lesson, right? Well, here's 15 children you can test your faith on. Yeah. Like, they don't care about women. They They care about protecting other men. Yeah, and to that point, Joe Burris, the old guy who's now uh, facing sentencing, uh, here's what he said to the Democrat and Chronicle newspaper. In all honesty, I don't even understand the story. It's silly stuff. It just sounds like three girls got together and decided, hey, let's see if we could get some money. Yeah. Yeah, as little girls are wont to do. Get some money? The... What? This man. I didn't say it. And this is the man who has been accused of like laying hands on children, or uh-huh. this is 
So this isn't somebody defending him. This is the man who admitted to, what is it, harassment? What did, what did, what did he uh, Second degree sexual harassment? Second degree sexual harassment. Agreed to it. Said, yes, I did do that, sir. And is now saying like, bitches be crazy, am I right? Like these motherfuckers, they think so little of children and so little of girls and so little of women that they're willing to let anybody be sacrificed so they can get their way. And now, even even beyond that, like, oh, I did the crime, I did the time, and now he's bad-mouthing the young girls who he fucking molested? And we're all just like, mm, boys won't be boys, I guess? Like, what the fuck is going on in this country? Who do they care about? White Agreed. men. White men is the answer. White men. White men. Mm-hmm. Jesus fucking Christ. How... I'm sweating again. Jesus, Hammett. Why do you make me turn off the AC when we record? I hate Sorry. I hate sound quality. Last last story for you. Uh, Kaylee McEnany, the former White House press secretary mm. and uh, current professional liar who says, <laughs> I'm, I'm a Christian, so I can't lie. I, I would Jesus. argue she's always been a professional liar. Yes. Uh, so Kaylee McEnany was on Fox this week, and she argued that uh, she's mad about what she thinks is critical race theory. And here's the thing she said. Tell me if you could spot the problem. We know that most of our forefathers, Uh all of our main founding fathers, were against slavery. Recognize the evils of it. Wait, can I stop you right there? You can stop me. That's the whole quote. Oh, that was it? That was it. Does she know George Washington owned slaves? Does she know everyone? Does she know about Sally Hemings? Does she... George Washington, who did... Adams hold slaves? I don't know. Um, according, this is from Media Matters, the majority of signers of the Declaration of Independence own slaves, 41 mm. out of 56. Hmm. Uh, George Washington enslaved hundreds of men, women, and children. Thomas Jefferson enslaved over 600 people, including Sally Hemings. Mm-hmm. James Madison enslaved over 100. James Monroe had 250. We could go on, unquote. And again, some of them might have held slaves while theoretically opposing slavery, but they weren't bothered enough to free their own slaves. And again, it's one thing to say, like, maybe some of them were abolitionists in theory or some of them fought for abolition, but to say the main founding fathers all opposed it, like, no, this is this is the problem with the conservatives. Who, <laughs> the conservatives who say we should, like, teach bad history, like critical race theory is going to ruin history. Like, you don't know history. You prove it all the time i think that's oh boy like what the i don't know man these people are idiots and they are idiots i I don't have anything clever or pissy to say hammond i'm so fucking exhausted aren't you exhausted every day just the just the lies upon lies upon lies is so fucking draining to me because it means like it's impossible to argue with somebody because right. if they say shit like that and you push back and then they can like just everything explodes as soon as you're like, well, that's not true. Well, blah, 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 like, and then they just keep talking. I just, do they not? This is, I think will be the, this will be the thing that like I think about right before I die is do they know that they are lying or are they stupid? I think it's what I want to know about like religious leaders against right-wing political leaders, even against left-wing political leaders. Like, do you actually believe the things you're saying or are you just regurgitating talking points that I know will get me ratings and get me in the news? Or are you so stupid you genuinely do not know that the founding fathers were all slaveholders? And it, it like, I just, and even if they weren't, even if they were not all slaveholders, slavery still existed in America. So I don't know what your fucking point is, you feckless cunt. That was. You think I'm gonna edit this out, and I don't think I care no, enough I don't to do th- it. No, you. I know you barely know how to edit. Also, I that don't. was a fucking full-on rip from Sam B. Thank you, as always, <laughs> for for your choices of words. I just, I'm tired, Hammond. I'm tired of people being like genuinely a thing that has like drained me. We should do a is... whole episode of good news. How? I don't know. Where would we get this I good news? I through. I, like, genuinely the thing has been, that's been, like, weighing on my heart is 
every time I'm scrolling through Facebook or whatever, and it's just like WGN articles, NBC articles, CNN. And every time there's any news about like the vaccine, it's always like a thousand laugh reacts, no matter what it is. And I don't know why, but the laugh reacts about really serious shit makes my heart hurt. Cause it's just so like, like, oh, they say that, you know, scientists are realizing that the Pfizer vaccine is holding up against the Delta variant. LOL, 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 LOL. That's what they want you to think. Blah, blah, blah. Follow the money. Like, dumb assholes. Oh, boy. You would think after coming back from vacation, I would be in, like, a good mood? I know. You should go on vacation. Oh, boy. <laughs> Was that it? That's all. I mean, no, I have more stories. Oh, but we I'm can done. do more stories no, if I'm you done. want. How long have we been going? Um, enough. One half of a glass of wine. <laughs> <laughs> Where do we find you? Uh, you can always find me on Twitter. I'm at Jess Blumke, um, or at my Etsy shop, uh, Bitches Get Stitched Done. Hey, um, I've been super behind as I've em- reached out to a lot of you about. So I appreciate everybody's um, patience and um, doing my best, but it's. Busy and hard and things are happening. Um, That's it. Hemet, what do you have? Uh, Hey, just find me at Friendly Atheist or Twitter at Hem and Meta. Uh, Go to patreon.com slash Friendly Atheist Podcast so we can, I don't know, buy just therapy. Oh, listen, honestly, (laughs) I actually need to text my therapist. It's getting to be an emergency situation. But yeah, um, donate. Uh, You can always email us at friendlyatheistpodcast at at gmail.com. Also, the thing everybody can just go ahead and stop doing is asking me to debate them about why I make fun of white men. (laughs) Just, if you could just Google it. I don't, (laughs) like, I've gotten personal emails. I've gotten emails through our shared account. I've gotten Facebook messages. I've gotten Twitter messages. I've gotten messages through my personal website that somebody was like, Hey, I notice you hate white men. Can you give me one reason why white men are bad? It's not hard to find you. Why are they going to like spy tactics? To no, send I mean, you it's just, messages? they're just Googling my name and reaching out to ask me to explain the patriarchy to them as <laughs> if that, as if no, as if I am the first woman on planet earth who has been like, Hey, maybe white dudes are kind of going to cause you're in the your downfall. Pod- Casting app right now. <laughs> Just search feminism. You'll find some stuff. All right. That's all I have. Hey, thank you again for everybody who came out to hang out. I know I didn't say everybody's name, but I knew I'd forget names. Um, <laughs> and I didn't want to hurt anybody's feeling. But it was a joy to see everybody. And um, and thank you for, for hanging out. Yeah. We'll do some meetup, maybe. I'll get out of the house oh, one day. God, we'll I, see. I don't know. I have to talk to you off mic about that. Yes. <laughs> okay. We'll do that soon. <laughs> Bye, everyone. Bye.